grace to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good evening. So today we celebrate, as I said at the beginning of Mass, the Feast of the Holy Family. It's a very special time for us all to just step back and think, you know, in the wisdom of God and His Church as He's orchestrated it. It so happens that the Feast of the Holy Family falls in the context of the Christmas celebration, the 12 days of Christmas that we as a church celebrate our Lord's birth. So you might ask, well, okay, the wisdom in that is what? It's bottom line is the whole point of the Lord's coming from heaven to earth and being born in a stable or in a cave and then coming out to reveal to us the love of the Father presumes that we don't know the love of the Father. And so what we're being saved from is not knowing the Father's love for us personally, individually, not just as a collect or a group of people like a church, but each of us individually and personally. God wants to come into the, if you will, the stable, the manger. He wants to be born again and again and again in our hearts, in our souls. And so when a man or a woman turns to the Lord and allows the Lord to reveal to them personally the great love that our Father has for us, the experience of the Father's love happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. So Christ reveals the Father's love to you and I as men and women. We hear Christ revealing the Father's love. That's what all of Scripture is. God revealing His love to us. And then we open ourselves to love. We receive the Holy Spirit. We receive God the Holy Spirit. And then Christ no longer is revealing from out here, like you revealing God's love to me from out there. God reveals His love from within me, out to the world. I become Christ to my spouse, to my kids, to my co-workers, to my teachers, to my family, to my friends, to my enemies. I let Christ live through me out in the world. So the point of Jesus' coming is to save us from not knowing the Father's love personally in our lives. And I said, you know, the Feast of the Holy Family, ultimately, if men don't become men, if women don't become women, meaning if men and women don't become husband and wife, if husband and wife don't become mother and father, at least as God desires a man to be a man, a husband and a father, and a woman to be a, a woman, a wife and a mother, you can't experience your femininity to the max, to the fullest potential as woman without knowing you're loved by your Father in heaven. And you can't experience being a man in your, all of the fullness and potential of your masculinity without knowing your Father in heaven. It's kind of like a light that you plug into the wall and you keep turning it and nothing happens. Well, if there's no power flowing from the cord to the lamp, nothing's going to light up. So something's wrong deeper. 
in the electrical system. So the same thing in our hearts. If a man doesn't light up and become selfless gift, and if a woman doesn't light up and become a selfless gift to the other, then that means one thing. They haven't yet, we haven't yet encountered the Father's love for us personally. Because every man and every woman that get married are meant to be an icon on earth, a visible representation on earth. An icon is a window to heaven. Every marriage is designed by God to be a window into the eternal, into heaven. And what happens in heaven? Christ, the bridegroom, loves his bride, the church. There's perfect communion in heaven between the church and Christ. And on earth, every man that's married to this woman is called to be the bridegroom who gives himself selflessly to his bride, whoever it be, and she receives his love. And on earth, in marital love, there's the holy communion between husband and wife, which becomes fruitful with the children that are born from that love. Marriage is meant to be an icon on earth. The family's meant to be an icon on earth of the great family of heaven. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in all that is masculine, in all that is feminine, wrapped in this exchange of love between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Christ and His church, one in heaven. Husband and wife, one on earth with their children. And so, what does He want to save us from? Not experiencing family. Not experiencing the beauty and the glory of family. I use an acronym sometimes for family. You know, it really speaks of the, I believe, the selfless love. But it's, you know, F-A-M-I-L-Y. Forget about me, I love you. So next time you think of family, that's basically what it means to be family. If you want to create family, you have to forget about yourself and love the other. But that isn't possible as a man or woman unless you let the Lord save you. Think about it. If I know He's thinking about me, I don't have to think about me. I could think about my spouse. I could think about my children. If I know He's thinking about me, I don't have to think about me. I could think about the other. And so as I said at the beginning of Mass, prayer, the Mass, we've given God a space in our week to affect us. This is a space you've given God to affect you. This is what prayer is. You come to Mass tonight to pray, to be affected by God's love. What happens to a man when he starts to experience love? Or a woman when she starts to experience love? Or, or a child? What happens when we start to experience love? We start to discover ourselves. And we start to discover things that come up in us. And you might not always be in tune to this, but sometimes the reason we want to leave Mass, or we want to just get things going, let's, go, let's move on, Father, let's get going. <laughs> Or the reason we might want to leave earlier, the reason we might want to just get going, we're uncomfortable 
being loved because when you're loved something comes up so whatever's coming up inside of us at the mass we don't like dealing with it so we get uncomfortable in the pew we don't like sitting still we don't like being quiet because when god starts loving on me and affecting me with his love i as a man start to experience my need for a savior in the areas where i have addictions where i have maybe some depression or some sadness or maybe i feel like a failure in certain areas or maybe growing up god's going to bring up a memory where my where my dad wasn't very loving dad or a very loving mom and so i have all this stuff that god wants to bring up in my heart when god starts affecting me with his love and we get afraid and what do we do what is a what is a, a rodent do when you shine a light on them they run to the hole so where's your hole that you hide in where do you and i hide what's your favorite sins that's your hole your favorite sin our favorite sin is the place where we when the light hits us and we start seeing our sinfulness our brokenness when god starts confronting us with love we don't get we're not comfortable with that so we have to run and hide why not hide in the wounds of jesus and the thing about this the fact that you and i hide when we see our weakness you know what that means I don't know father i don't know father's love i'm probably running and hiding because last time i got caught doing that i got hurt or i got condemned or i got rejected and that might be something even deep in my history as a child but when god starts loving on you don't be surprised when things start surfacing inside of you and so the question is, is, well, what do I do with that stuff? What do I do with that stuff when it's coming up? Or maybe you're not even aware of why you feel so irritable and so unable to sit still and uncomfortably, I got stuff to do. We want to grab our phone. Why do we want to grab my phone? And so here's what I'd like you to think about. Homework. Some homework for this week. What's your hiding place? And next time you start feeling yourself running to your hiding place, you know, this is a great hiding place. Because I don't have to look at what's going on in here. I can, I can keep myself busy. So what are your hiding places? That's where you need to confront the Father and His love for you right there that's why that's why mass is boring i'll just be honest with you. this is why mass gets boring and why we don't we feel like we're not getting anything because we're not willing to confront what god's wanting to bring up if you don't confront it you don't need a savior bottom line the only reason i'm running to those places is because i don't know the father's love for me i need to taste the father's love for me so what is your hiding place what's our hiding places no fear this isn't meant to be like you know something where we analyze and condemn ourselves but we, we we can be honest naked without shame here i am lord as i say this is god's big aa meeting tonight here we are what's to be afraid of we're all here where we all have problems okay and, and number two how 
is my wife as a let's say as, as a man here how's my wife affecting me what rises up in me when I experience my wife what rises up in me when I experience my husband what rises up in me when I'm experiencing my kids what rises up in me when I'm experiencing my enemies or what's rising up in me right now What's going on right now? And so the reason I wore this Divine Mercy vestment is because I bet if I took a, a little poll right now and we had some brave people, I bet today um, I said, how many husbands and wives yelled at each other today or said things they probably shouldn't have said? I bet most of us could probably raise our hands at times, right? Or how many kids here were mouthing off to their parents today or, or saying things they shouldn't, huh? Listen. Your wife, your husband, your kids are calling you to be Christ. We're being called to be Christ. And so I challenge you and, and you challenge me, we challenge each other tonight with the message of the Holy Family. You want to be a Holy Family? Live this. Live the love of God. Because you know what happens? In that silence, when God starts confronting you with His love and things start coming up, you're called to love yourself as He loves you, to love your husband as He loves you, to love your wife as He loves you, to love your kids as He loves you. The point is, is we can't do this without grace. You and I can't love like that. Without God's power, we don't work right. We don't forgive. So I'm going to encourage husbands, give your wives a second chance. Wives, give your husbands a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth chance. <laughs> Give your kids another chance. Learn to press into the resistance. Listen, if I'm running every day and I never break a sweat, I'm never going to grow in my ability to run. If I'm working out and don't have any resistance on the, on the weight machine, I'm not going to grow. In a relationship, if there's no resistance, there's no ability to grow in love. So you want to forgive your husband, forgive your wife, forgive your kids, forgive your mother-in-law, forgive your father-in-law. Forget. Don't run to your hole and hide. Confront. Confront that part of you that's afraid because you know you can't do it. God will do it through you. Let him do it through you. Practice. Jesus, I should have everyone stand up and look at their spouse and say, Jesus, I forgive my wife. Jesus, I forgive my husband. Jesus, I forgive my kids. Jesus, I forgive my priest. I forgive my uncle, my aunt. I forgive my uh, uh, doctor. I forgive my coach, my teacher, my best friend. I forgive. So as we continue the Mass, put it on the altar. Put it on the altar, whatever it is. Confront what's coming up. Confront it.
Maybe your mind's going everywhere. It's okay. You're being loved. And you need to stay in that gaze of the Father. Because He's going to bring healing to you if you would stay there. Don't run. Don't hide. Stay open in the light of His love.